WillCon, September 28th at the Southside Mall in South Williamson, Kentucky, featuring special guest Christine Thompson, lead writer of Destiny 2 and Star Trek Online. Come out for a day of creativity, celebrating all things pop culture, video games, board and card games, cosplay, comics, and a host of other media and art. That's September 28th at the Southside Mall, South Williamson, Kentucky. To Nerds of the Round Table, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. And I'm Dwayne. And I'm Sammy. <laughs> and you can and tell we're having too much fun <laughs> on this world famous news episode. Yeah, um, we, we've had some um, interesting uh, issues before we started recording tonight, um, but we're still going to bring you the news. And um, this is the time of year when we have a lot of news, and some of it broke right before we. <laughs> Press record. <laughs> Literally minutes before yes. we started recording. So that is not hyperbole or exaggeration. That literally <laughs> happened. Uh, we had to, had to tinker with our notes here. But um, so to begin with, we've got all of the D23 news. And I think Sammy uh, wants to lead off on this one. Sammy, what you got? All right. So uh, literally almost at the point where we were starting, uh, I got some tweet kind of went out as far as Marvel's phase four uh, additional Disney plus television shows. So, you know, previously we had um, what if yeah, Falcon and winter soldier one division. Um, and what was the fourth one guys? My, my brain's fried at this point. So, uh, what if WandaVision? I'm sorry. I was marveling at my screen. I'm using a different device than usual tonight, and all I can see is Sammy's <laughs> ear. <laughs> I'm Van Goeing. Uh, uh, so but, we've got. Uh, so there's WandaVision, What If, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, um, Loki. That's Loki. It. Yes, Loki. and Loki. So added to that, we have now added Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel. And She-Hulk. So, I'm confused by I'm confused by at least one of those because we we talked on the, I think on the last episode we talked about the um the scarier ones the more horror feeling ones that got put on Hulu. Correct. Um, I would have thought that's where Moon Knight would go. Um, because Moon Knight is kind of like Marvel's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> There's the rest of Sammy's face. <laughs> but, uh, but Moon Knight is—he's—he's he's like Marvel's Batman, except crazy. Like, I mean, like we think Batman's crazy because he just is like a bat and goes and punches bad guys. Moon Knight is literally crazy. I mean, I—I'm not making light of any kind of anybody's, you know, issues. I mean, mental health issues. I'm not making light of that. But Moon Knight really does. I mean, he sees a counselor. He has. I mean, real mental health issues. He spent, he has literally spent time in mental health institutions. Um, and a lot, I mean, a lot of the thing with his story is 
is anything he's doing actually real or is it right. all in his head? I mean, is oh, anything wow. he's experiencing real? Um, and so he's just going to be a weird fit with Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and the Falcon. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, he's, he's a square peg, you know? I would have thought he would fit better with the weirdos on Hulu. Right. So I don't know, like I said, all they had released were the additional kind of titles. So we don't know anything yet about casting. We don't know anything beyond those additional shows. So, And right now it seems like all of your, your – any franchise or any movie now seems to be like, oh, we're making this movie. It's going to come out in four years or we're making this TV show. It's going to come out in four years. You know, And they really haven't got production even, you know, probably much past a, oh, here's a general overview of a story that might work phase, I would say. But, you know, everyone's so interest, interested for news. And that's one of the things I love and hate about D23 and Comic-Cons is a lot of these announcements will either fall by the wayside or, you know, morph into something completely different. Correct. Well, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about, you know, these new shows and who's being added, you know, but there's a little bit of discussion about somebody who may not be in the MCU. Oh, yes, that's this a is nice true. segue. Yes. <laughs> Sammy wrote that segue right into the show. But here, okay, here's, here's, here's my question for you, fellas. Is this actual news? I mean, is this a real concern? Do you think this is really happening, that Spider-Man is leaving the MCU? Or are they just haggling over percentage points? I think they're haggling over dollars right now. They're haggling over dollars and cents at, at, the, at the moment. I think any studio would be foolish to leave that amount of money laying on the table and just walk off from it the way it seems to be. And, you know, there's always a time you walk off or threaten to walk off from a negotiation. But I believe that Spidey will be returning to the MCU. I do not see uh, Kevin Feige leaving that alone. I don't see even Tom Holland being at rest for that. I'm sure he's going to go to bat for this. Tom Holland doesn't have a choice. He's under contract for two more movies, no matter who makes those movies. <laughs> right, but he, I'm sure he has a considerable following on social media. Yeah. And well, can my- really swing his way around. You know, much like... Uh, and, and, you know, this is going to be my uh, one of my mentions for the show. With I think we're going to have two mentions of Star Wars in here. But, you know, much like uh, Mark I'll Hamill done. <laughs> <laughs> much like Mark Hamill done with The Last Jedi, you know, he, he really used his social media and his, uh, and his interviews to establish his dislike for the character and where the movie took him. Well, the only thing that gives me pause is um, the Spider-Verse movie was really good and very well received. And um, I liked the Venom movie, but I I think its reviews weren't, you know, they were kind of mixed, but it made a boatload of money. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Sony's like, do we actually need Marvel? And so I'm wondering if that's a real bargaining chip from them or I actually turned that off this week and it still did it. Um, (laughs) They want her to take that medicine. Um, But uh, I. I mean, has Sony kind of gotten the big head? Like, we don't need Marvel. I mean, look, we made, I mean, Spider-Verse was, you know, everybody loved it. Won awards. Um, Venom commercially did well. I mean, do we need Marvel? Or, or, or if that's just another bargaining chip. Like, hey, Marvel, we don't need you. 
Yeah, I'm you know? sure. I'm sure that is in with their negotiations. Like, look what we did on our own. You know, look, mom, no hands. So, I'm sure that that is uh, part of their bargaining. But, I mean, Spidey works so well in the ensemble that they have him with the interactions with, uh, you know, even even uh, Happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's a killer relationship. Well, I've well, got to, I, I know. I'm sorry, Sammy. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. I was just going to say, you know, I think it is dollars and cents. I think initially Disney's wanting a fifty-fifty split. They'll put up half the money for production, but they want half those, you know, the profits also. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, Sony's got an important piece of the pie. Yeah. As much as, you know, Marvel's got pretty much everything back now except Spider-Man. But this is a linchpin character. You know, we've said before, Spider-Man is the character that brings kids into the movies. So they've got a big bargaining chip in terms Sony does. So I see this working out. I've even heard some rumblings of possibly a 30-70 split. Uh, yeah. You know, so there's there's some shenanigans, some business boardroom stuff going on. So that's I really think it will pan out. I think Tom Holland even tweeted a picture with him holding an Iron Man action figure, and Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. tweeted a picture of himself holding a Spider Man action figure. So we'll, well see. That, see. I've got a related question. I was getting ready to ask that a, a very similar thing to what you just said. Mm-hmm. I kind of got the feeling with the way the last two Avengers movies went that they were sort of positioning Spider-Man to take over the Iron Man role um, for Peter Parker to be the new, you know, Tony Stark to be the kind of the central figure there. And I kind of think that gives Sony a lot of the bargaining power. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, do you all see that? I mean, what would be the shape of the Avengers? I mean, of the Marvel universe going forward without Spider-Man at the center of it, does it work or is that, or is that going to be a big gaping hole? I think they're going to have a huge void. And at that point, do they rush the X-Men forward? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's slide Wolverine into that big gaping hole. That's all right. Well, I have also heard rumor of uh, the Fantastic Four, uh, you know, going to be getting a movie very soon. Yes. Yeah, I was really shocked by that. Apparently, like, yeah. I think that, they announced Fantastic Four before and haven't even really mentioned yes. X-Men a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That surprised me. Okay. All right, well, Dwayne. I, with, I think it's time D23 to get with D23 news. Yeah. And I've already okay. shown my hand here. <laughs> um, of course, the news we've all been waiting for. The movie that I'm kind of glad didn't happen now because we get to explore the history of this gentleman. A Kenobi show. Rumors. Of talks with you and McGregor, nothing confirmed yet, but always in the past, McGregor has been very, very adamant on how he loved that character and hopes to return to the role. So uh, Kenobi is going to be on the streaming service as well. Yes, it and will. That's some great news. I know it was uh, rumored to have been one of the Star Wars story movies before the fiasco with uh, Solo. And, you know, Everyone was kind of brokenhearted, myself included, that that was kind of dropped. But, I mean, how much more can we get into in a 10, 12-episode series? 
Well, you know, I think that's the part with the movie. So, you know, as far as Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story, you know, using that, um, I was looking for, you know, trying to see what was, you know, were there any plot leaks? Was there anything they were talking about for the original movie itself? Mm -hmm. So within this movie, TMZ reported that the hermit Obi-Wan would be called to settle a dispute between moisture farmers and Tuscan Raiders. Mm. I think, I think Disney plus is probably the best way to go with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, of course he's going to be on the backwater of Tatooine and I'm sure he's going right. to get some more adventures than this. Do you, do you think this, they're, they're, they're going to adapt the script from the movie? And just adapt it straight into a TV show? Um, I don't. I think they'll probably, you know, take a lot of the elements. But you, you can get so much deeper. Uh, there was a, the Kenobi book. If you guys had ever had a chance to mm -hmm. check out the Kenobi book, he kind of turns into a, um, you know, a, a guy comes into town and kind of takes up for the for the little man in there a few times. So uh, that would be an interesting way to go with it, where he just is kind of these guy and he's still out there setting things right, you know, still doing kind of the Jedi thing, you know, but that hermit's just a crazy old man. Who hangs out at the cantina a lot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sammy, did you ever watch them? Not watch, but did you ever read the, um, when that, when they did the, when Marvel did the star Wars relaunch comics mm -hmm. between each arc, they would do that one shot. Of uh, yes. Obi Wan's time on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, that that sounds like what they're describing for this yeah. TV show. His his adventures on Tatooine and the things he got involved to, where he was trying to solve things without revealing that he was a Jedi. And it was this right. line he kind of had to walk. It was interesting. And you know, there was even a um, graphic novel called Star Wars Visionaries, where Darth Maul comes to Tatooine to face. Obi-Wan, and they played that up a little bit in um, Clone Wars or Re Rebels. Rebels. They, in they Rebels, play with in Rebels, yeah. He has yes. a confrontation with, with Maul. You know, and considering we had Maul dropped on dropped in there at the end of Solo. Spoilers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. And uh, Dwayne, I just want the record to show that uh, you weren't the first to bring up extended universe Star Wars stuff this time. Yes, we, we, we both beat you to the punch. So, well, you know, right. we're, we're really showing our hands here with our love of Con or Sam's love of Connie, but the Star Trek, and so I, I guess this show is just getting all jumbled up. That's right. Well, well I think there's some news that I was really, really unhappy to hear, though. Okay. I was really, really unhappy to hear this news. Matrix Four. Yes. Really? Are you, are you are you really that unhappy? Yes. Well, see, but the Matrix sequels. Well, we've already had this argument on the <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't like the sequels very much, so if they can go back and fix it, I'd be okay with that, as long as it's not more of the same. Well, you know, there's some lacking. To the sequel, so you know, I, I will grant you that they were made too soon. Uh, they were too stretched. Yeah. But I mean, it wrapped it up. It it ended that tale. You know, he he went to the architect. It was done. So are we coming back around to a new Matrix cycle or what? 
Well, as of now, we know obviously Keanu is back. We know Carrie Ann Moss is back. So are they going to reset, like you said, a new Matrix cycle? Or will there be a new kind of problem set that these two have to return or once again kind of rejoin the Matrix and kind of fix the new problem? Yeah. Do you think this may be a handing off of the torch? Is Neo going to be the new Morpheus? He has to find a new the one. Is there going to be one? a new? Is there going to be the a two? Neo Neo? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the one anymore. Is it the two? I don't know. The two. <laughs> but there is. I mean, I, some, there's a couple of like as I was digging in, there's a couple of weird little details that kind of struck me as funny. I, I didn't know what to do with. Like Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. is not back. Correct. Uh, which struck me as odd. And a weirder thing, and I really don't know what this means. If it means anything. But the Wachowskis, plural, didn't come back. Just one Wachowski came back. Really? Yes. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. I mean. Yeah, supposedly the film is going to be, you know, partially scripted and then directed by, is it Lana or Lana? I'm not sure the pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, but Lily is not is not involved in it this time, according to reports. So. Have they ever worked individually? I mean, I just, I just, it was, I thought that was weird. I don't think so. Not that I've been aware of, which usually, yeah. usually they're billed together. Yeah, very much so. And this wow. is kind of a sequel to their baby. I mean, they're the thing they're most known for. For one of them to come back and not the other. I mean, like, does that mean the other one was angry? Didn't want this to happen? It is. I, I don't know. I, I felt like, I feel like it should mean something, but I don't know what it means. Yeah, that's pretty strange. And I was so upset to see this. I didn't even read the article. I just made a. <laughs> I, I seen it shared on our Facebook page. I, I stuck a mad face on it and just went on. I noticed the mad face. I did notice that. So <laughs> hey, think think of it this way: it can't be worse than Matrix Revolutions. And next we got the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we do have someone else returning next. <laughs> Hold we on, do. No, no, we, no, we had no. We hold on. We had this argument before Sammy came on the show. So, Sammy, what are your thoughts on the Matrix sequels? You know, I'm going to be really honest. I've probably only seen them once a piece, and that's probably it. Uh, the Aurora's times. <laughs> um, I just felt story wise, they kind of lost their way. Um, you know, I think the the original Matrix movie w- was so. I guess dynamic and, and just changed the way in many ways that, that movies were filmed uh, kind of what the audience expectation was of movies, um, you know, especially action movies, science fiction, you know, and then with, with the other two, I just feel like I said, it lost its way. It, it almost like it, it, it tried to be too cool and too out there and just kind of, you know, floated off into the, the neither sphere somewhere that, you know, the, the story got, got muddled, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very, very good. Very good point. Uh, the, the second two movies, and I, this was my view on the show. If you have probably <laughs> one good movie blended in with the, the, the two bad ones. Yeah. There's probably one good storyline in there that they muddled too much. And, uh, I enjoy the resolution. I'm I'm just glad Sammy's on my side. I don't think there's anything me and Dwayne have argued about more on and off here than this the Matrix sequels. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate Reloaded. Um, I appreciate uh, I aspects you, of uh, of Revo- Revolution. 
I didn't even buy the third one. How's that for you? Oh, wow. <laughs> I have the first and second ones on the DVD shelf. I didn't even buy the third one. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's, we can move on now, Dwayne. I just wanted to get <laughs> Sammy on the record. <laughs> well, that's that's fine. And we, you know, we need that. <laughs> I wish you could see Dwayne's face. He looks so unhappy. <laughs> Dwayne's going to end all that out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next, um, we've got uh, James Bond coming back. But which James Bond? Is it finally Idris Elba? Not yet. Daniel Craig is going the, to go one more round. The Stormtrooper <laughs> episode seven. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's him. Um you know, obviously, as probably many of our li- listeners know, Spectre was not the most um, widely Daniel Craig's Bond movies. Um, I've watched it. I didn't think it was awful, but I can see a lot of the, the criticisms of it. So now <laughs> I we have about 30 minutes of it. Did you? That was all so I now- needed. <laughs> <laughs> so no, now we have the next 007 in the series, No Time to Die. It's a cool so, name. It is a cool name. And this is actually the fourth time the word die has been used in Bond films. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got live and let die. Tomorrow never dies. Die another day. And now we have no time to die. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is here, there's a lot of talk that this title's a little bit of a tongue in cheek. Because there's a new director on board. Danny Boyle is not coming back to direct this movie. He wanted to kill Bond in the last one that he did. But the studio said no. So Bond has no time to die, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a nice little tongue-in-cheek there. and I'm, I'm not sure how much of a fit Danny Boyle is to the, to the Bond franchise. I don't know. Yeah. How many of them did he direct? Was it just Spectre? I don't I don't know. Because I think Sam sure. Mendes directed a couple of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting, though, is there's a lot of talk that, you know, so far, I think if you look at Daniel Craig's movies, as far as his Bond portrayals, they've been more realistic, more gritty, more down to earth. I think this is going to be a bit of a departure. They're talking about going back to kind of a classic Bond feel. So it could be a, a little bit more of a fun film in the vein of, you know, Sean Connery and Roger Moore's Bond adventures. Um, so we'll see. George Lazenby. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, speaking of fun and out there... Um, the next thing was an item I put on the list. Um, I was uh, looking through IMDb, just sort of looking for stuff, you know, getting ready to come out um, relatively soon for reasons we'll just, we'll just say in a second. Um, and I came across the Banana Splits movie. And I thought, <laughs> that old 70s show, like where the things were a little, like the characters were in costumes, are a little bit creepy. And then the trailer played. And they're making a Banana Splits horror movie. Where the the elephant and the lion are killing kids and stuff. It's the craziest thing. And I'm not sure I'm going to watch this movie. I'm actually fairly sure I'm not. 
But <laughs> but I want everyone to go watch the trailer on IMDb. It's bonkers. You know, no one truly understands the creepiness of a mid to late seventies TV show. Oh yeah. <laughs> With Definitely. costumes. Cause they would get really out there. They would get really out there. Yeah. This was something that was totally not on my radar. And when I seen it on the notes, I was like, what the heck? And, and, I, and I looked at some screenshots and was like, what the heck? <laughs> Go watch the trailer. There's a, there's an instance in the trailer where like they have, cause they've got those like seventies costume eyes. Mm-hmm. And yes. then they start having red pupils and then bad oh. stuff starts happening. I'm like, what am I watching right now? You know, I'm wondering if, you know, first of all, this is sanctioned by Hanna-Barbera. So Hanna-Barbera has, has given their thumbs up. I mean, to be able to use these characters. Okay. But I wonder if it's going to be that mix of horror and comedy kind of bring thinking of movies like critters and monster squad and, you know, just that, that little bit of, of a mashup between the two genres. And that would be a perfect tie to bring that era to now. And I would like to see them with those old costumes to integrate. Uh, and this is one of the things that was mentioned with star Wars a lot that they thought might've could have helped still use the puppet costume, but use the digital to make, to make the thing a little bit more animated, a little bit more creepy, a little bit more vibrant, you know, it looks like, it looks like they got the, the costumes from the set of the 1970s TV show. I mean, (laughs) they've not done anything but arm them. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Now with, with the mention of banana splits, gentlemen, that brings us to, our time of prediction in this episode. So let us cast ourselves into the beyond. Dad, what time is it? It's Ronnie time. It's Ronnie time. It's Ronnie time. It's Ronnie time. It's time to make a prediction. Baby, don't you whine. It's Ronnie time. Let's go ahead with this banana splits here real quick and get these predictions out of the way before we go into the Angry Birds. Now, I was really amazed. I was really amazed with the Angry Birds news. But anyway, banana splits. I'm going to go ahead and throw my prediction on the table. 55. Okay. Sammy, what do you got? Well, I actually went just a little bit higher than Dwayne. 58. Fifty-eight. Okay, have have either one of you watched the trailer yet? I've watched pieces of it, and I just I laughed so hard I had to just kind of walk away for a moment. I watched every trailer that IMDb had. I'm going thirty-four. Jamie's like, I'm gonna win this way. <laughs> I have not seen the trailer. We'll tell you, I have not seen the trailer, but just <laughs> just based upon your enthusiasm, Jamie, and what you've uh, stated in the screenshots and the in the little synopsis <laughs> that I read there, um, I'm, I'm the 55s mine. So uh, we'll see how we fare. Now this thing's coming out the 27th, so just uh, just this coming Thursday, 
um, if, if my math is correct. So uh, looking forward to definitely seeing uh, where this thing lands. And I'm not predicting a billion-dollar uh, box office here. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It does look like it doesn't look like they spend a whole lot of money making it, so they do <laughs> we'll turn have, a profit pretty easily. I mean, yeah, you just go, hey, we found <laughs> these costumes laying around. What are this? What is this for? <laughs> um, but you know, our last uh, Trelawney time, we predicted uh, the epic Angry Birds two. Yes. Um, continuation, uh, you know, telling the story of the the pigs and the birds trying to live in peace when their harmony is destroyed by another three. Um, guys, this thing. My pain. Just tell me how bad I lost. This thing blew me away <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes when I looked it up, and I normally don't. I normally don't write down the uh, the fan score, but I was so surprised I did. The fan score for this thing is 85%. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes is certified fresh at 75% wow. on Rotten Tomatoes. So this thing is really, I, I was thinking a train wreck myself. Now, I, uh, Sam, uh, did you get copy of my score from last week? Because I was giving this thing a 58%. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I I took your score there, didn't I? Now, um, Sam, you were given Angry Birds. Uh, I gave it 58. You were given it 56%. Ooh. <laughs> now, now, Jamie, if you were to add your score onto the 75, it would bring it almost to 100 because you gave it 23. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was still recovering from having to watch the first movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, you know, the first movie, not great. My kids love it, which, I mean, I guess that's what you're looking at. You got to look for what it is. Right. You got to take- I guess, look at the audience that's watching it, the audience that's enjoying it. So maybe so, it's, it's, it's probably not geared to us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I've got PTSD from watching the first one. I mean, I, I can't believe the second one's good. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe it even got a sequel. Yeah, but uh, I guess it made enough money and they're able to cheaply enough animate these things um, that, you know, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I guess they might could throw a few more dollars at a writer. Yeah, the audience (laughs) blew my mind. I mean, they're getting into uh, Avengers territory there. That's wild. Well, obviously, I didn't expect that. I got 23%. Yeah. So this this may be something if you have kids, it might not be something quite as painful. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, <laughs> I'd rather uh, watch I'm sure place. I'm sure a very family friendly show. Uh, it would. Uh, speaking of uh, watching stuff with kids, uh, Jamie, uh, you have something to tell us about <laughs> Amish vampires in space. Yes. Tell yes. us, Jamie. Okay, okay, so is this going to be as strange as Banana Splits? Um, probably weirder. Um, <laughs> I think I think we've uh, established that I'm a weirdo. Uh, I think we've made that very clear. Um, my tastes are a little eccentric, and one of my favorite books is a book called Amish Vampires in Space. I think it was written on a dare because it is not a funny book. <laughs> I think that the author, whose name is Carrie Neitz, he's a very good author, one of my favorites. Um, 
But I think he was dared. Like, okay, Amish, vampires in space, dare you to write a book. You know, you got to have all those. You got to have those three elements. I dare you to write it. And he wrote it straight. I mean, it's not funny. It's dead serious. And it's got a sequel, uh, Amish Zombies from Space. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine these, these three things in a line and it not having some humor. Nope, not funny. It, it, it's almost like, you know, he played Mad Libs to figure out the, uh, <laughs> the titles. <laughs> yeah, Are I'm, they I'm making the- furniture? I, I think there is some furniture. I think that, I think there's a little bit. Anyway, um, and so it's been this like, I guess there's like a, it's a kind of a really tiny cult, you know, following people that love this book. Um, but apparently, in that tiny little cult following, is a movie or a TV producer. And so I'm a I'm on Carrie Neitz's uh, uh, newsletter email list. I forget what that's exactly called, but uh, and he announced that. It's been optioned. He would not say who the producer was. He did not say <laughs> where it was going to land. He, apparently, it's too early in the things. But he said, you know, it's like he, he says, look, options don't mean anything. It means somebody's interested. It's not a promise. Doesn't guarantee it's going to happen. It's like, but the producer who optioned this loves this book. He's like, this is his pet project. If he can get it made, he's going to get it made. And so it sounds like this guy is one of those. There's like, I guess, I don't know, probably fewer than a hundred of us, but <laughs> we're the, the handful of us that love this book. And it looks like every effort is going to be made to make Amish vampires in space a TV show. Well, it's either going to be a ton of fun <laughs> or an absolute atrocity. <laughs> and I guess with your with the, breaking uh, endorsement, with the statement that you were saying there, Jamie, that there's just a producer interest in this thing isn't promised. This sounds like some uh, some DC. Uh, Comic Con news oh. may or may oh. not happen. Oh. No, the was—it's been optioned, so money has changed hands. Right, rights have been conferred, but lots of things have been optioned that never get made. <laughs> so, true. well, this yeah. is definitely I'm, something to keep an eye out for, especially just for that strange. Just to say, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch this just to say I watched. <laughs> I mean, I think there's room. There's weirder stuff. I mean, I don't know if weirder, but there's as weird stuff on Netflix. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. True that. True. Well, speaking that. of weird stuff on Netflix, um, uh, Kevin Smith is bringing He Man. Now this is Netflix? something I'm excited about. Are you uh, really? I, I okay, truly. You, you take the floor. <laughs> well, I, I, I haven't really looked much into it. Uh, uh, much more than just seeing the announcement, but. But Kevin Smith seems to be a super fan of super fans from a lot of stuff. Uh, very strongly opinionated, very passionate about his things. Um, I would love to see the script from his Superman movie. Oh, I would yeah. love to have seen his take on that. And for him to tackle He-Man, this strange toy cartoon combination from the early-ish mid-80s that, that just took the world by storm and was in combat with, with G.I. Joe and Transformers for the marketplace there and really got a big chunk of it. I had tons of He-Man toys. And and listen, ladies, I know you're talking about the Barbie body image here. I had He-Man to compete with, <laughs> you know, as, as a guy. So I don't, I don't want to hear it. 
All right, but uh, if, I'm, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have that haircut though, you've got to have that physique. You've got to have that body to pull off that haircut. Yeah, the dashboard <laughs> haircut. You got to be able to just kick some tail. Hey, um, speaking of, have you have you guys seen the picture of Terry Crews cosplaying as He Man? <laughs> no, but I need to. <laughs> you need to see it totally, <laughs> completely, and totally. Yeah, uh, it's it's great. <laughs> that but, sounds uh, like so, a ton of fun. But yeah, Kevin Smith, I, I think he's really going to get. I think he's going to go some really interesting places with the characters and relationships here. Okay, so I've done more research than you have on this, so I'm going to throw two details at you. Okay. That so you used the word strange a minute ago describing this. Yeah. You don't know the half of it. So here here are some more of the strange details. This is not a reboot. Where where the '80s cartoon ends, this will begin. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. So it, they're continuing the 80s storyline, but they're changing the animation style. Uh, now, well, that was going to be my next question. Was the yeah, animation going to be different? It is. Yes. Okay. Now I'm not sure how I feel about that. If now, hold can... on. Hold on. Hold on. It's still getting stranger. Have you seen Castlevania on Netflix? Yes. They're doing that animation style. For He-Man, but they're continuing the goofy 80s storyline. <laughs> I don't know how those things fit together. No, that that does not fit together. If you're continuing that story, you've got to keep that stuff. Now, no. if, if, if he was, you know, retelling the relationships, if he was retelling the characters, that would be a very cool animation because it's so gothic and, and yeah. you know, majestic. That's not what they're doing. But that's not what they're doing. <laughs> no. So it's going to be titled Masters of the Universe Revelation is actually the okay. title that's going to be attached to it. Um, and supposedly this will lead up to the final battle between He-Man and Skeletor. I hope they bring back Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, really, since the original series, you know, they've tried to revive He-Man two other times mm-hmm. in animation and in toys. And they uh, both failed. They did. The New Adventures of He-Man in 1990, which yeah, looked more like a Flash Gordon ripoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, than He-Man. And then, you know, Cartoon Network, I think it was Cartoon Network that carried it, but He-Man and the Masters of the Universe in 2002 was actually pretty good. Yeah, I've heard they, things about that. Yeah, and they went into the origin of Skeletor. Originally, he was actually a friend of King Randor named Keldor, and that, or he's his brother, one or the other. I think it was Keldor was his brother. Mm-hmm. And he eventually becomes Skeletor. So it's like, he's actually Prince Adam's uncle. It's wow. that kind of thing. So it's very Shakespearean in that, and that, you know, kind of function. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can see it now. Or, or he, man, you just use Shakespearean. He made it. That's right. <laughs> hey, we're nerds. We can do that. So, <clears throat> <laughs> is this a power sword I see before me? <laughs> okay. But now Netflix has, uh, you know, they've, they've rebooted uh, She-Ra. They did, yes. And, and uh, not connected. It's what? They're not connected. They're not connecting them. Okay, I was wondering if they were going to try to connect them. Now, I've heard, I've heard good and bad things about Shira. I've heard good things with the stories, with the animation stuff, but the, the bad things I'm hearing is that it's not really telling a story. 
it's not really a you know kind of having a plot. It's just kind of throwing out there little bits and pieces of stuff. So, um, I don't know. I've dodged that car tra- car crash. I don't know what's going. On. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't gone into it either. But I've, I've I've just heard some strange things. Now that now this, uh, I love that they're continuing the story. I'm I'm not feeling good about the animation style change. I just don't think they fit together. It was when I when I heard that all described like the whole thing. I was like. What is going on here? Who thinks this is a good idea? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things that aren't, weren't good ideas, uh, Sammy, <laughs> no, we, we talked about the awesome Marvel news earlier. Yeah. Uh, is DC, are they finally getting things figured out or what? what what's no. happening in the DC universe? Nope, they're not. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, we, we, we've talked about this a lot. You know, as far as DC being up in the air, as far as AT&T is as kind of a, a controlling partner, a controlling owner. Uh, but unfortunately now, sci-fi is backing out of Krypton as a series. So we've had two seasons of Krypton. There was discussion of a spinoff television show for Lobo on sci-fi. And sci-fi has said, nope, we're out. Um Low viewing numbers is really what they're saying. Only uh, I think this the second season only averaged about maybe four hundred thousand viewers per episode. Mm. Okay, uh, but you know what? When you stick it on a Wednesday night at ten o'clock at night, it's yeah. not like you're really helping it out. Yeah, it's not um, prom. It's not prom TV. No, and and it was it was a good series. I enjoyed it. It's probably the best take on Brainiac I've ever seen. As mm-hmm. far as live action, um, I've heard yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so much like the planet itself, Krypton the series is no more. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> but there has been discussion that they're shopping it around, that they're trying to see. Even the lead actor who plays uh, Seg L, who is you know officially Superman's great grandfather or something to that effect. Um, is you know Cameron Cuff who plays that character? He's even out there talking about it, tweeting it, uh, and so this kind of helped out Young Justice. You know that's the reason that DC Entertainment brought Young Justice back under their DC uh, Universe streaming was because fans demanded it. So you know this could show back up on another network. It could show up on a streaming service. Right now, like a lot of DC stuff, as far as their future, it's in limbo a little bit. What, do you think it could land on the uh, DC Universe streaming service? It could. It could. I guess instead of limbo, I should have said it's right now in the Phantom Zone, right? Stay on brand. Stay on brand. Well, they're saving all that Swamp Thing money, and they've got that Swamp Thing hole in the DC Universe streaming thing. They could slide Krypton in there, couldn't they? I'm still so heartbroken over that. So <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. That that that's still a wound at this point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, dropping that Star Girl's been pushed back uh, to sometime in 2020. The big thing right now, you know, we talk about Titan season two is coming back right at the beginning of September. Uh, Harley Quinn the animated is is a go. It looks pretty successful, but it's not all ages. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. So, we'll see where it goes, I guess. Hmm. Have they started filming Lobo, or is that still in pre-production? 
it was still pre-production. Okay. Uh, the character was really interesting, and the actor that played him in Krypton did a really good job. Uh, I mean, he was very much the the character that that people you know know and love to hate. So, <laughs> have you ever noticed that we start talking about comic books and Dwayne disappears? <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid. Okay, I'm back. What's, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Um, what do we have left? Anything left? Are we done? I think that's the nope, end of the news, guys. That uh, is our news list. Unless Disney drops uh, some bombs this weekend, which I'm sure they will. I threw um, my phone away. Is we uh, no more? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Log log off till next news episode. <laughs> I can't reach it. I don't, no more news. We we were, we're already recording. I can't reach my phone. So and of course, guys. Uh, so that'll wrap up our news episode for for this week. Uh, continue to follow. So we uh, truly uh, love doing the show. Of uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Nerds of the Roundtable Podcast on Instagram and nerds of the round table on Facebook. And Jamie, how can people reach us via email? I'm not sure. It doesn't seem to work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to send us an email, it's been a while since we got one. It is roundtablenerds at gmail.com. And you might, and you might just make my day if you send us an email. So, <laughs> and, um, as we go, I want to say one last thing. We missed one little detail in my notes. Miss um, Marvel. Oh. I'm excited that that's happening. She's one of my favorites. And um, this is the anniversary-ish, like five years of her creation. So it's oh. pre- that's a pretty fast thing. She's went from not being a thing to already being in live action. So I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. Yeah, well, nice. Nice. Well, congratulations to Marvel. And, un- and as we were closing out there with all the bad news from DC, I wanted to make sure we ended on a happy note, so I had to bring up Marvel. <laughs> 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 now that I've thrown more salt in Sammy's wounds. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Keep it nerdy. Graphically Novel. Three brothers tackle a different graphic novel each week. Listen as the brothers Fugit discuss classic and not-so-classic graphic novels. Subscribe now on your podcast feed of choice. Graphically Novel. Three brothers who like each other but love comics. <laughs>